Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. What's up, everybody? I'm Najee Adams, and you're listening to the Hoop Ball Nets Podcast. So yes, we are back at it again, and by we, I mean just me today. You're stuck with just me today. Hunter's dealing with some school stuff, like we always say, we are students. So, you know, sometimes uh, finals come up, midterms come up, papers come up, tests come up, school comes up, and uh, yeah, we have to handle that. So I'm here, ready to provide you with some Nets content. And uh, right now I'm recording this on Wednesday, so it is, I guess you would call it Thanksgiving Eve? I've never called it that before, but I guess we can stick with it now. So it's Thanksgiving's Eve, and um, I th- I figured we'd start the podcast off with what we're thankful for. Um, since there is no we and it's just me, I guess I'm just going to give you guys a, a couple of things I'm thankful for, one of them being this podcast. Um, I'm thankful for every single person that decides to go on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast and click the Hoopball Nets podcast. I appreciate every single one of you, and I know Hunter feels the same. Um, this podcast has become a way for us to really talk about a team that we enjoy and just be ourselves on a, on a level that we don't usually get to be, you you don't just get to talk about sports and have people listen to you and actually care about your opinion on a regular basis. And, uh, we very much so appreciate that and are thankful for it. Um, uh, another thing I'm thankful for is obviously my parents, school, even though school sucks and school is trash, I'm thankful for the education that I am receiving. Thankful for, um, God, obviously putting my family and myself and just keeping us in a position of, uh, good, good, good things happening to us. And, um, I'm thankful for this career that I've been able to build. I'm thankful for Hootball, Dan, uh, Brewski, Mike. I'm thankful for every single one of them that have helped me along my career and continue to grow and flourish in that career and uh last but not least i'm thankful that the nets are on a four game win streak baby let's get it so yes since the last time we recorded um the nets have actually won four straight games what was i saying i was saying to listen to just be calm cool and collected we're gonna turn things around we actually turned things around quicker than we did last season because i think last i think last time it took until december 7th we started winning 
uh, we we beat the Hornets uh, like what two weeks ago on November what like twenty first something crazy like that. We beat the Hornets one hundred one to ninety one. Before I get into that, let me get to the intro. Make sure you subscribe to the Hootball Nets podcast on iTunes, on Stitcher, iTunes, uh, iTunes and Apple are the exact same thing. So I don't know why I said it twice, but um, everywhere you listen to podcasts, you can subscribe to us. And uh, if you are listening on iTunes, leave a five star rating and review. Because our views get right on the podcast. We appreciate all the feedback. You can follow us on Twitter at HoopBallNets. So um, make sure you tweet at us. Questions, responses, criticism, anything you want to say to us, we would love to hear it. As long as it's respectful, obviously. And uh, yeah, again, happy Thanksgiving to everyone listening to this and your families. And uh, let's get to our sponsor, our boys, our girls, our people at Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee Company. Uh, this podcast, like all of our shows, is brought to you by our title sponsor, the aforementioned Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee Company. Check out their website at hawaiianisles.com. You can find them on Amazon by searching for Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee Company. That's Kona with a K. Or on Twitter at Hi Kona Coffee, H-I-K-O-N-A Coffee. And I'll let them know the Hoopball Nets podcast sent you. We have personally tried their coffee. I think a year ago, back when we were taking our finals last year, we tried it. And it, uh, me and Hunter needed to stay up to take a test the next day. And let's just say that it kept us up well after that test. So if you need it for some energy, if you need it for a good tasting coffee, it'll check off both of those boxes. The Nets won 101 to 91. We beat the Hornets, as we should, without Kyrie Irving, might I add. But um, the Hornets don't really have anyone better than our fourth best player, so we should beat them. We managed to keep our turn. We managed to win the turnover battle. We didn't keep them at a low uh, amount, but we managed to win it because the Hornets are garbage. The Hornets had 16 turnovers. We had 15, and we out-rebounded them 53 to 41, so that's good to see. Um, we held the Hornets to 37% shooting from the field and 33.3% shooting from three. And uh, we shot 40% from the field and we only shot 25.6% from three. So the fact that we still won is actually pretty great to see. Um, our biggest lead was 12 and we kind of just ran away with things after halftime. On to the box score. We're going to get through this one quick. Uh, I mean, Terry Rozier had 18. Malik Monk had 13. Miles Bridges had 12, but nobody on the Hornets, and the only person in the Hornets starting lineup that shot above 50% is absolutely nobody. Um, the only person that shot 50% is uh, PJ Washington, but he was only two for four. Every single person on the Hornets starting lineup outside of him was uh, either 40 or lower with their starting point guard and shooting guard shooting 35% and 31%. So that's good to see from the Nets who constantly seem to be getting lit up by opposing backcourts. We managed to uh, hold things down this game. Um, when we look over at the Nets side of things, Joe Harris, he still did not get things going in this one. He was only 3 of 12 from the field. He had 8 points, 4 rebounds, 3 assists. He did have a team high plus 21 though, so that means he is making his impact known on the court without having to be a knockdown shooter, and we all know that he's going to get it back. He's going to get that stroke back, and once he does, he's going to become a force to be reckoned with yet again. And even just him being on the court, you can't leave him open. I don't care if he's 0 for 8 from 3. It only takes one for him to get hot, so you can't leave him open. Torian Prince, uh, he played a second to team high. He played 32 minutes, 20 points. 6 of 15 from the field, knocked down four threes, eight rebounds, four assists, one steal. Jared Allen, our boy, he, this was probably the best game of his entire career. He played 27 minutes to DeAndre Jordan's 20. Both big men had a good game, but 
I must say, Jared Allen was a monster in this one. He absolutely dominated opposing starting center Cody Zeller. Um, Jared Allen had... 22 points on 9 of 12 shooting to go along with 17 rebounds, 8 of them being offensive, 2 st- two steals, and no blocks. So, Jared Allen didn't even block anyone's shot this game. He didn't pin anyone's shot off the backboard, and uh, he still managed to have a crazy game. 22 and 17 on a JA? We love to see it. Garrett Temple, he played 30 minutes, only had 4 points on 1 of 7 shooting. But yeah, in the upcoming games, he kind of picks things up a little. And the man of the hour, Spencer Dinwiddie, 36 minutes, which is a team high. 20 points, 7 of 18 from the field, 2 of 7 from 3. So he could have a, could have had a much better game had he shot better from beyond the arc. But he did have 8 assists, 4 rebounds, and only 2 turnovers to go along with 2 steals. So all in all, this was a great game. I want to shout out Jared Allen again, though, because... I truly think this is the best game of his career. 22 and 17 in only 27 minutes. Eight offensive rebounds. That's crazy. That That's some top tier center in the NBA type of business. So shouts to Jared Allen. Moving on. The Nets managed to yet again handle the Sacramento Kings. We beat them 116 to 97. That's now two straight teams that we've held under 100 points. Um, the Nets, yeah, 116-97. If we're going to recap the matchup. The Kings didn't lead once this entire game. They did not lead once the entire game. Let me repeat that for the third time. They didn't have a single lead the entire game, which is crazy. The Nets had a 22-point lead at one point. Um, The crazy thing is, again, the Kings actually shot pretty well from the field, that is. They shot 45.3% from the field, but they only shot 4 of 26 from 3, which is a 15.4% clip and then uh, the Nets shot 50.6% from the field they knocked down 41 of their 81 shots and 35.3% from three which is 12 of 34 they did lose the turnover battle had 18 turnovers to the Kings 16 but they out rebounded them 48 to 33 had 13 offensive rebounds and uh things things really uh worked out for the Nets in this one we can start with the Kings now we started with the opposing team last time let's go with the Nets Jared Allen, since we uh since he was player of the game last game, let's start with him. He played 25 minutes to uh DeAndre Jordan's 19. He had 11 points on five of six shooting, nine rebounds, one assist, one steal, and one block. Not an, an amazing game, but still very serviceable. He did what he needed to do in only 25 minutes. Let me say, Joe Harris. I said once he gets going, he's gonna get going. He's gonna be on fire, a force to be reckoned with. In 28 minutes, Joe Harris, old reliable, is back, baby. 22 points, eight of 11 shooting, five of seven from the three point line, which is 71 percent. Four rebounds, one assist, and two blocks. Two blocks, and yet again another team high plus 17. Whether he's knocked down or he's uh, ice cold, he still makes his presence known, which is why Joe Harris is such an incredible player. Torian Prince, 25 minutes, 8 points, 3 of 9 from the field. Not his greatest game. Garrett Temple, I said he get, he gets it going uh, as we continue to go along the games. He played a team-high 34 minutes and dropped 18 points on 6 of 13 shooting, knocked down 4 of his 9 triples, added 4 assists, 3 rebounds, and uh, had a second to team high, plus 16. So that's great to see out of Garrett Temple, really making things work in the absence of Karis LeVert. Obviously, he's not going to have 18 points every night, but when you can get 18 out of Garrett Temple, of course, you'll take it because he is your starting shooting guard. And then our guy, Spencer Dinwiddie, 27 minutes, 23 points on 8 of 15 shooting. He didn't knock down a single triple, hit all seven of his free throws, and had seven assists to four turnovers. 
I just want to give a shout out to Spencer Dinwiddie. Although he didn't hit any threes this game, he didn't let that discourage him. He kept shooting. He shot well, actually. 8 of 15 from the field. The only thing that he wasn't getting to go down was his three-point attempts. He was all five from there. But he's really taking control of this team, taking command of the team, become a real leader in the absence of Kyrie and Karis LeVert. And he's been rewarded with that. But we'll get to that later. But yeah, I just want to give, if I'm giving Jared Allen a shout out last game, I want to give Spencer Dinwiddie a shout out this game. He led the team in points and he, you've seen his assist numbers skyrocket. He, he's taken on the, he's taken on the extra workload that's been asked of him and he's flourished in that new role. Off the bench, Jean Musa led the team in scoring, well, led the bench in scoring in 20 minutes, 10 points on two of five shooting. He added uh, eight free throws, knocked down six of them. And then DeAndre Jordan off the bench, 19 minutes had six points and 10 rebounds, which is great. And then do I even want to recap the Kings? Like, well, it's the Kings. Let's be honest here. I mean, Rashawn Holmes played very well, a hoop ball favorite. Started at center, 26 minutes, 12 points on five of six shooting to add eight rebounds. Yeah, great game from Rashawn Holmes. Um, Anyone else? Buddy Heald, 6 of 15, 16 points. Nemanja Bielitsa, 13 points of 5 of 9 shooting. No real standout games here. Yet again, the Nets did a good job of locking up the opposing backcourt, which is very, very good considering that Buddy Heald can get hot in a heartbeat. He only had 16 points, like I said, on 6 of 15 shooting, played 32 minutes. So that's good defense as far as I'm concerned. And their starting point guard, Corey Joseph, 22 minutes, 5 points. Eh, what? Justin James, 32 minutes off the bench, 14 points on 6 of 14 shooting. I'll take it. Moving on to the next game against the crosstown rival New York Knicks. The Knicks, we always play them close, and I just don't get It's like we we the Knicks come to town, and we just think, you know what? We're going to have a close game because we want people to enjoy it. I would very much enjoy us blowing the Knicks out by 40 rather than two. But, hey, I'll take it. They they did manage to score over 100, though. So they did something that the Kings and Hornets couldn't do. They We won 103 to 101. A very, very, very tight game. Looking at the matchup, the Knicks had a five-point lead at one point. But then the Nets came back, took a 14-point lead, which is their biggest of the game. And uh, the Nets managed to win the turnover battle, 16 to 11. They we did get out rebounded though, 43 to 35. But you know, when you have 16 power forwards on your roster, that's probably gonna happen, as the Knicks do. Um, the Knicks shot 46.2 percent from the field, 51.4 percent from three. While but they did shoot a horrific 56.2 percent from the free throw line. While the Nets shot 40.3 percent from the field, 36.8 percent from three, and 79.4 percent from the free throw line. Now, in all these stats I just said, all these numbers I just gave, you would think that the Knicks won, but they didn't, which just proves how garbage they truly are. Marcus Morris. He played 32 minutes, had 26 points, four rebounds. Marcus Morris got his g- got his points. He did what he needed to do. Julius Randle, 31 minutes, 15 points, eight rebounds, four assists. He's probably, by all accounts, their best player. So there you go. Giving up 15 to their best player, I'll take it. No one else in the Knicks starting lineup had more than eight points as uh, Frank Nidokina Started at point guard and uh, was 3 for 11 from the field. And Kevin Knox was their shooting guard, 1 of 4 from the field. So yet another backcourt that the Nets managed to play great, great, great defense on, which I'm very happy to see. Moving on to the team that really matters in New York, the Brooklyn Nets. Joe Harris, he was great last game. This game, eh. 
He played 29 minutes, 13 points, 4 of 13 from the field, 3 of 8 from 3. But, you know, like I said before, Joe Harris, just keep him out on, keep him out there on the court and he's going to make plays. Torian Prince, 6 of 14 from the field, 14 points, 11 rebounds, 5 assists. I'll take it out of Torian Prince. Jared Allen, another very, 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 very good game. 31 minutes to DeAndre Jordan, 16. 18 points from Jared Allen on 5 of 9 shooting. 8 of 11 from the free throw line, which is 72.7%. I will take that out of Jared Allen all day. He added 10 rebounds, 1 assist, and a steal. Uh, And yet again, 2 out of these 3 games from Jared Allen have been incredible games. He's the X factor on this team. If he's rolling, this team is hard to stop. They're hard to score on. They're they're, They're just hard to beat if Jared Allen's rolling. Spencer Dinwiddie. Spencer Dinwiddie, 35 minutes, 30 points on 7 of 17 shooting. Knocked down 13 of his 14 attempts from the free throw line. Kid was on fire. Four rebounds, four assists, a team high, plus eight. And then Garrett Temple, 35 minutes. Him and Spencer Dinwiddie both played 35 minutes. That was a team high. Second most was Torian Prince with 34, and then Jared Allen with 31. Garrett Temple had 12 points on four of nine shooting. Yet again, he knocked down four threes. Those were his only points of the game. He was 4 of 8 from the three-point line. And he didn't really have much else outside of two steals. Off the bench, nobody really contributed much. Iman Chumpert did play 19 minutes, so he had five points on one of two shooting to go along with uh, one assist, really, and a steal. I still think that David and Waba should touch the court more often, but, hey, we're on a four-game win streak. Kenny seems to know what he's doing. I'll let him rock. And then on to the last game that I'll recap. The Nets beat the Cavs by two yet again. That's We have won our last two games by a combined four points. We beat the Cavs 108-106. Um, in this game, it, it was kind of back and forth until the Nets pulled away. It was 13 lead changes. The Nets shot 46.8% from the field, 32.4% from three, and 81.8% from the free throw line. If you hear a little like buzzing in the sound, like psst, it's my heater because I'm at home and uh, it's mighty cold in New York. So you're, if you hear that, that's what it is. The Cavs shot 42.6% from the field, 40.6% from three and 65% from the free throw line. We won the turnover battle. I'm happy to say that nine to 10 and left in double digit turnovers for the Nets is a very, very, very good. We managed to have a whopping 10 blocks and we did win the rebound battle. So this was an all around good game, balanced game from the Nets. Joe Harris, my boy, 32 minutes, 19 points, 8 of 17 from the field, 6 rebounds, 1 assist, 2 steals, Torian Prince, 18 points, 7 of 14 from the field, 6 rebounds, 4 assists, Jared Allen, a no- this was a monster game from Jared Allen, 34 minutes, 22 points on 9 of 10 shooting, 4 of 5 from the free throw line, 9 offensive rebounds. 12 off defensive rebounds to combine for a whopping 21 rebounds. He had a 20 and 20 game, 22 points, 21 rebounds, three assists, two steals, two blocks. The man is a monster. He's been amazing lately. Garrett Temple, a team high 36 minutes, seven points, eh, one of five from three. If, if Garrett Temple's not knocking down threes, he's not going to have a very productive game. And then Spencer Dinwiddie, 33 minutes. 23 points on 10 of 24 shooting, not his best shooting night, 1 of 5 from 3. He's gone very cold from 3 over these past 4 games, and we still managed to win them. So, 
that's that says something. Nine assists to only one turnover. Like I said before, he did have three blocks. Spencer Dinwiddie is embracing this new point guard role with Kyrie and Karras out, which were the Nets' two main ball handlers and the two guys that fit that initiated the offense more often than not. With them down, Spencer Dinwiddie has accepted and embraced this new role as the primary ball handler. He's setting guys up, getting them to their spots, getting in his own position. And I think he's still trying to figure out how to get, because he's never really had to play primary point guard for a good playoff bound team, which I'm going to say the Nets are. So I think he's still trying to get the the balance of, you know, getting himself involved and getting his teammates involved, getting him in rhythm, while also trying to get his teammates in rhythm. And which is why, which I think you can attest to the bad three point shooting as of late. I think as he continues to uh, play this primary ball handler position, which hopefully he won't have to do for much longer because we need Kyrie back. Please come back. Um, I think he'll start to shoot better. And once Kyrie does come back, he'll just be able to go back to that role of, you know, just coming off the bench maybe. Or if, if Kenny chooses to start him. Just getting buckets. That's what Spencer doing what he does. He gets buckets, and that's what he that's what we need him to do. If he's able to do that and also uh, play make, then we we got a special player on our hands. On the Cavs side of the ball, um, Larry Nance Jr. thirty three minutes, twenty points on eight of sixteen shooting, go along with thirteen rebounds. A good game from him. Uh, Colin Sexton eighteen points, so seven of twenty two shooting. 31.8% from the field. Darius Garland, 11 points in 22 minutes, 4 of 10. Jordan Clarkson, 23 minutes, 23 points off the bench on 8 of 17 shooting. Yet again, I think the Nets did a wonderful job of playing defense on the uh, point guard, shooting guard backcourt of this Cleveland Cavaliers team. And uh, th- they were without Kevin Love, of course, but okay, we're without Kyrie Irving, so I don't want to hear the excuses. And uh, tonight, in what, approximately like two hours, the Nets are going to be taking on the Boston Celtics. So we're really going to, a lot of people have been saying, oh, the Nets are on a four-game win streak because who'd they play? The Hornets, the Kings, the Knicks, and the Cavs. They should beat them. Okay, well, the way that the Nets have been playing recently, that's not guaranteed. So we're going to take what we can get. And I'm very proud of the Nets for winning these last four games. And I'd like to keep it up against this Celtics team. And... Yes, this Celtics team, a shout out to Kemba Walker. He will be playing. He's probable. He's probably going to play in this game. The fact that he's been able to come back from what looks like a very gruesome neck injury, props to you. My prayers went out to you. And uh, it's good that he'll be playing in this game. On the other side of things, though, Kyrie will not be playing in this game. There's, There's signs posted outside of TD Garden, like with Kyrie's face saying coward. Whatever you Celtic Hunter's not here, so I can really talk crap about the Celtics as much as I want. As much as you Celtics fans want to say Kyrie was a coward, but coward this, blah blah that, let the team down. We're better without him. You are not better without Kyrie Irving. I don't care what you did in 2015. I mean in 2017. Who cares? Kyrie Irving, without a doubt, made that Celtics team better. Yes, he admits he's not the perfect human. He's not the perfect man. He's not the perfect basketball player. But I don't think there's a soul in this earth that truly believes that the Celtics are a better, were a better team without Kyrie Irving. They just weren't. I'm sorry. Whatever the stats say, whatever the whatever win streak they went on, they were not a better team without Kyrie Irving because Kyrie Irving automatically makes every team he's on better. It's as simple as that. He's a superstar. No matter where he is, He's going to make that team better. So whatever you Celtics fans want to say, I hope we blow you out by 60.
which probably won't happen. We might even lose, but I hope we don't. I'm going to say we, no, every time I make a prediction that involves the Nets winning, they lose. So I'm not going to make a prediction, but I hope that this is a great game versus the Celtics, and I hope we win. Simple as that. Now, I want to shout out two people in particular who have really shouted out the whole the whole podcast, but let me give them their own little segment. Jared Allen and Spencer Dinwiddie. Those two, those two men have really taken this thing seriously. Jared Allen had had three incredible games and another good game in his four-game streak. Three superstar caliber games, all-star caliber games, and another one that was like a good NBA center game. Spencer Dinwiddie, he won Eastern Conference Player of the Week. He he's like I said, embraced his role over the past four games. He's playing thirty three point two minutes, averaging twenty four points, seven assists, two point five rebounds, one steal, only one point eight turnovers per game. Let me say that again: seven assists per game and only one point eight turnovers. That's incredible. Shooting forty three point two percent from the field and ninety six point three percent from the free throw line. He's been amazing. And let's hope that he can keep this up. He has been a saving grace. Without him, there's no shot that the Nets are winning these four games. And he's really taken this role by the horns, and he's been amazing in it. Jared Allen, our young stud, our young guy, our young boss. In the last four games, he's playing 29.7 minutes per game. Not even 30 minutes per game. 18.3 points, 14.3 rebounds, 1.3 assists, 1.5 steals, not even a block a game. And we know that's probably his best asset. So if he gets that rolling, the sky's the limit for this kid. Shooting 75.7% from the field, 70.8% from the free throw line, which is amazing, and not even averaging a turnover per game with 0.8. Those two guys have been the backbone of this Nets team, and they've propelled them to these four straight wins over but that's not it though over the past four games and let, let me say this when the Nets came into the season when they were struggling before these last four games what were we saying what was everybody saying what was every Nets fan saying we can't play any defense why are we getting lit up why is our defense so bad well I'll be happy to let you know that over these last four games you know who has the third best defensive rating in the entire NBA Yes, it is the Brooklyn Nets with a defensive rating of 101, which is only second and which is third to only the Celtics and Nuggets. I want to say that the Nets have been playing incredible defense and they should be called out for that because it's good. They should be playing good defense. Don't don't get me wrong. It's not nothing that they shouldn't be doing, but let's give some credit where credit is due. The third best defensive rating in the league, even though it's only four games, that's impressive nonetheless. And their offense hasn't trailed off either. They're, they're 18th in offensive rating, but they're not far behind all the other teams. And they're still winning games. They've still been very, very, very good. And their three-point percentage is not that great over these past four games. So if they pick that up, there's no way that they're not top 10 at least. So I just want to shout that out. The Nets have been playing very, very good defense, which is something that we've been waiting to see for a very long time. And before we get into anything else, let me just uh, be a company man real quick. The Bruce Letter. Folks, we have a very special announcement. Our founder, the great Aaron Brewski, has decided to write an email newsletter for the 2019-2020 season. It's exclusive content you cannot find anywhere else. Nowhere else. It's not on the website. It's not on or in any podcast. Not even this one, might I add. 
It's not on social media. It's only in the email newsletter, and you can sign up to get it for free. Just go to hoop-ball.com slash newsletter and sign up in 10 seconds. Again, the site is hoop-ball.com slash newsletter. You can just type in hoopball in your Google and it'll come up. You just type, you just click the, the link to the hoopball website and the little newsletter where you can put in your email pops right up. So just go to that. It's not only fantasy advice, but just his thoughts on every single team. All 30 teams in the NBA delivered in a nice, digestible format to you in your email every single week. Aaron Bruski, straight to your inbox every week. Enjoy. And with that, I'm going to head on out of here. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode with just me. Um, Hunter will most likely be back next episode. And uh, I just want to wish everyone that's listening to this yet again a happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. Thank you for listening to the Hoop Ball Nets podcast. I am thankful for you. Uh, and I know Hunter is as well. Make sure you subscribe to us on Apple, iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you listen to your podcast. Look up Brooklyn Nets, Hoop Ball Nets, either one. We come up. Press subscribe, leave a five star rating and review. All reviews are getting read on the podcast. Follow us on Twitter at HoopBallNets. And uh, you can follow us individually. I'm at Adams underscore. Hunter is at Hunter underscore JKR. Our links to our Twitters are in the little description of the podcast, so you can just click on that. And, uh, oh, let me not forget my game. I'm going to look up a random letter generator, and uh, I'm going to say a player's name that starts with that letter. Give me a second. That letter is T. Who's What is A? NBA player whose name starts with T. Um, why did I want to say Terry Bradshaw? He definitely plays. In the, he played in the NFL. We're gonna go with Tony Allen. There we go. Tony Allen, the hardest, the, the best defender that Kobe's ever faced. Might I add? So that's a good way to end it off because the Nets have been playing good defense lately. So without further ado, that'll do it for this episode. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Happy holidays, everyone. And we'll see you all next time. This has been a Hoop Ball presentation. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done.